Welcome to another Sunday Session podcast. We're on the home stretch now. Chris Kennedy in the studio with Craig Wing and Kenny Scott. Boys, that was a uh, fantastic weekend of footy. Some good games there, especially uh, today's games. Yeah, Sunday uh, finished with an absolute bang. Yeah, loving it. When you get to the business end of the season, all these games mean more and more. Uh, and yeah, pretty interesting results. And there's a few there's a few teams that are, you can start to see that they've got finals on their minds, which is mm. good. And a, and a few, probably a few more this week than last week. We can probably put a line through. We'll get to those shortly. But as always, we'll go in reverse chronological order through the weekend, starting with some Sunday blockbuster action. Um, Central Coast Stadium, we finished up with... Uh, this was a bell ring. It was really close for a long while. I thought South might almost be coming together the Storm, who were a little bit um, under strength in terms of some injury withdrawals, but then um, Munster in particular just rallied at the end and, and went away with it. Hasn't Munster had a fantastic season? Phenomenal. He just stands up when, it's, uh, when it needs to be counted, but look, the, the Storm just doing the Storm's thing, but for a change, they started off pretty fast mm. and they got ahead to a 12-point lead. I honestly thought that um, the Rabbitohs would be in trouble there, like you don't see too many teams come from behind against the Storm. Um, but they managed to draw draw level there, but obviously the Storm pulled away at the back end. Um, I thought this game was so much fun to watch. You, you, you're right, it was really, really fast, especially at the beginning. To, I think so. In the, there was a middle period where things were so fast, there was a passage of play where possession changed uh, three times and there was no break in play. Like, it wasn't mm. a knock-on. I think it was just like a, a lost ball backwards and a, a couple of one-on-one strips. Like, it just kept going and going and going. It was, um, it was really great. And to see Central Coast Stadium full... Yeah, that um, was a looked, good side. Awesome yeah. well. like a full stadium, two yeah. good teams going at it. That was uh, that was good to see. But you could you could you could tell that um, these two teams are really starting to get their heads into into finals mode. Um, when I look at the guys that didn't play for both teams, so you have Hughes, Pappenhausen, Brandon Smith. I thought um, uh, just the punch that those guys would have added just would have taken the game to another level as yeah. well. And even for the for the Rabbitohs, you, we missed Braden Burns and Sam Burgess. I think the Rabbitohs probably missed his his uh, well the input that he has when the game's in clutch moments or mm. when it's drawn level. So um, yeah, exciting uh, exciting matchup for for the future. I think. We talked a little bit about South and whether they're seriously in the same conversation as the the Roosters and the Storm, but. Um, the way they were able to really compete, the way they were able to rally once they got behind and, and not panic, they had to do it under a fair bit of duress. You know, Adam Reynolds was hurt late in the game. Like you said, they're missing a couple of key players as well. Do, are we still prepared to keep them in that sort of top three category? Yeah, I think I think so. Like, I mean, I think they... I haven't been rating them too highly um, over the last four or five weeks or whatever it's been. Um, you know, there was a couple of games that they probably shouldn't have won, but they did win. I think that mm. loss last week was probably the best thing for them um, because I did see a change in attitude for this weekend's game. And it's, you know, obviously they didn't get up, but it's, I think it's a, a step in the right direction for them as well. And hopefully Big Bad Sam will be back pretty soon mm. and um, <laughs> he will... Uh, try and not get suspended as well. Yeah. <laughs> he might have nice. that in the back of his mind. They were playing with, like Reynolds picked up an injury during that game, didn't he? So he yeah. was, I think that obviously would have impacted the way way they like handled Melbourne. Like when you've got your star playmaker playing with yeah. injury and then not finishing the game. And that and that's a tricky one off, for them. Though. That's a tricky one for them as well because um, star playmaker, he's absolutely necessary for them if they want to go anywhere in the finals but do you keep playing as hard as you can when you're when you're part injured knowing that the finals are just around the corner yeah. but um you know it, 
obviously depends on the severity of do, it. Do all, you think maybe it was a little, little bit of um, uh, Wayne Bennett ego that kept him on the field because it was up against you know <laughs> Craig Bellamy? Perhaps if it was a someone else, uh, he would have pulled Reynolds off. Maybe, or maybe it was just um, oh, Reynolds picked up another niggle again, but he'll be sweet. Yeah. Mm. I mean, there's talk about you know Manly or, or even Parramatta who've got a pretty soft run home pushing for a, a top four spot. So I think Souths and Canberra in particular will be careful about not losing too many because obviously mm. you, you want to be in that top four, you want the, yeah. the second chance. But even within the top four, if you come fourth, you've got to go down to Melbourne in week one of the finals. There's actually an incentive to finish top three mm-hmm. more so than just top four as well. Yeah, that's a, that's a big one. Um, I don't know too many teams that go down to Melbourne... <laughs> being overly confident playing against them in a in a semi but um, South went down there and did it last year didn't they mm. and uh, really nearly nearly came away with it yeah well Parramatta almost got them in week yeah. one of 2017 when they finished fourth as well mm. and only only just fell short but um, yeah Storm <laughs> seemed to find a way um, anyway it was only one of two massive games today uh, kicked off down in the nation's capital very chilly down there um, and this was a, an absolute bell ringer as well uh, early doors a bit the same I thought that the more fancy team was going to run away with it Teddy just split them and, and set Victor Adley up a, a couple of minutes in and I thought we might have a, an avalanche but Canberra actually got back in front and then you know we're pushing for a level up late as well yeah I really noticed Canberra came to play for this one mm-hmm. um, they were really, really physical. There was effort there. Um, pretty simple game plan. I thought they were getting a lot of joy out of shifting wide, um, trying to play at the halves, and then coming straight back through the middle. Um, they looked really effective like that. It looked very, very simple. But um, in all honesty, I think the, the the Roosters always had their measure in defence. So the Roosters run this defensive style when, when teams try to shift on them. They get very, very passive, and they're happy to give up 60 or 70 metres in a set and retreat back to their try line just as long as they don't break the line. Mm. And when I was looking at that and I thought about that in the game, I thought the, the Roosters were just – they just wait and they just wait and they just wait and they let you think that you're up. But um, <laughs> it's a little bit like Melbourne. They know that they're going to come and get you in the end. And mm. The tries that the Raiders got, I, I think they're a bit – they contrast to the to – the, the opportunities that the Roosters had. The, the Raiders really had to work hard for it. There was a little bit of ad-lib stuff, offloads. I think the offloads really, really work against a team like the Roosters where they've got such a good defensive line. and um, So they were getting joy out of that. But the Roosters actually, in attack, they managed to strip them for numbers. They managed to find holes in their defensive line and, um, and, and then pull them apart. So um, certainly the effort was there from the Raiders, but I thought um, the finesse was probably... Uh, a little bit more the Roosters way. It seemed to me that the the Raiders attack was always like two steps ahead of where they were supposed to be. Like they mm. were, they were they were getting up too far. So like within the the, the ten meter, like within, when they got within ten meters, they were just a little bit yeah one or two steps quicker than they needed to be. So the play would break down, and then you know Hodgson from dummy half would have to stop and find a new option. Yeah, um, yeah little things like that. I thought uh, if they get them together, they'll they'll obviously um, improve. But they had a I thought they didn't capitalize on their period of dominance after the Tedesco try that opened the game, yeah. where, where we thought okay Roosters Roosters are just gonna take it away like they did last week. Yeah. The Raiders were really dominant, but they didn't walk away with um, enough points to, you know, to, to go on with a win. Mm, we saw a stat flash up on screen midway through the game where Canberra had, you know, twenty something or thirty something play the balls within the Roosters twenty mm. against zero, and the Roosters had scored 
the first try from about 50 metres out. And then that second try to Latrell Mitchell came when, um, you know, Tupu and Nickel Klockstadt sort of were both contesting that same ball and it came down with Latrell's. There was no sort of Roosters sustained pressure on the line. They were sort of jagging these tries mm. from breaks or, or kicks when they got down there, whereas Canberra had all the uh, all the field position. And, and that's one thing that the Roosters will take out of it as well. And it reaffirms their decision-making in that passive-defensive pattern. Um Fair enough, come down to our try line, you're not going to get across the try line, you're going to get frustrated trying, you're going to try and push passes, and then as soon as you give us, give us an opportunity, we're going to pounce and take it up the other end of the field, which I think um, if you're an attacking team attacking an opposition's try line and then all of a sudden an opposition gets a run against the, uh, against the run of play, um, gets a try against the run of play... Um, that hurts more than anything. Mm. That m- hurts more than you defending your try line for four or five sets, and they eventually score. Um, that's a that's a really that's a big psychological letdown. That type of uh, that type of try. Um, there was a fair amount of strip balls in this one. Oh, so like, there was lots and lots of one on one strips. So it was, uh, I think. Uh, what Bateman got one? Yeah. Our man Bateman got one. At um, least one Hodgson. Yeah, Hodgson as well. It was it was fun to watch. Surely <laughs> at this point in the season, when you've got a game coming up against Canberra, you actually go through the week and say, yeah. "Boys, be ready for this," and you sort of practice a few rucks where blokes are trying to steal. Mm. But it's so hard because you, you you're legitimately in there trying to beat guys, and I'm a little bit over this um, this stripping rule in the sense that. You see a guy and they work really hard, they knock out two or three guys out of the way and then they get through and then they're fighting hard to get to the try line and then all of a sudden someone gets a one-on-one steal. I'm, I'm all good for a one-on-one steal if it's a one-on-one tackle, but if you've got two or three guys in there and then two guys drop out just so that someone gets mm. a steal, it's clever play, but I think it sort of detracts from the... Um, the um, what what you're trying to what fans want to see in the game and mm. what what um, players are trying to do on the field because uh-huh. the last thing you want is people trying to they're pushing half, half they're, they're pushing as hard as they can trying to get through the line but they're trying to protect the ball so they take the tackle instead of trying to go that extra yard. I don't know, man. I love it. I, yeah. I, 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 every every single time I see one, I think uh, yeah, I think they're really cool. Yeah, it's uh, it's such a big momentum thing. Mm. I guess it was sort of brought in because it's there's not too many genuine contests for the ball mm. until you get to the end of the set and and turn it over. So it's, it's kind of hard to get momentum back off a team. But yeah, teams are getting so good now. You can tell when the call comes. You yeah. see the extra tacklers like all sort of flinch off the tackle so the the remaining guy can can go for the steal. Um, I'm predicting they're going to have to do something about it. Maybe not next year, but the year after, because teams will get so good at it that it'll just be a mm. it'll just be a free for all. I think it'll get mentioned by the competition committee in the off season. So um, um, stripping is the new wrestling. Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> Could possibly. Yeah. Be, yeah. Well, it's not there yet, but it's yeah. it's heading down a path. Um, anyway, let's go back to Saturday football and uh, finished up at ANZ Stadium where. The Bulldogs, they're putting together a few little handy late-season performances and they're, they're spoiling a few parties. Tell us about this one, mate. How are you feeling? Uh, to be honest, I'd already, like, yeah, all jokes aside, I had prepped myself for a, a Tigers loss just because they've just got this horrible habit of losing important games against teams that they should beat. And that was such an important game. If, if you're if, looking yeah. at the competition points, you're looking at the ladder, you're looking at all of that stuff... They possibly went into the game counting the points already, which is mm. the biggest fear at this time of the year. Well, like you said, some teams are playing with finals on their minds, and I yeah. think they were they were playing with finals on their minds when they should not have been yet. Yeah. 
you can't say um, they, they had some rotten luck with injuries. So yeah. losing M by what yeah. three minutes in or something, mm-hmm. um, and then losing like Robbie. Who, yeah. like, Robbie Ro- played, Ro- he played on, but yeah. from that first injury, he could. Yeah, I, I was yeah. watching him run around. He was hobbling. So yeah, and it just he goes to show much injured in the first ten minutes. Yeah, too. it just shows how important Robbie Farrow is to that team. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. knowing that they lost two really important players, like captain yeah. um, and their like the hooker with the, the game revolves around, maker, yeah. and they still managed to. I mean, they could have won had um, goal kicks gone better. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, you can take you, know, you can take those positives away from it, but it was just it was a really important game. Had huge. they won, things would be so different. But I you know, we press on us Tigers fans. We're a hearty <laughs> bunch. Yeah, nothing we weren't expecting. <laughs> I think I think they will really struggle in the upcoming games without Faro if he's not there. Yeah. Um, on the bright side, though, I've, Paul Momorowski did some good things, but I feel so sorry for him. Well, like, what do you say? Like, he, he has been absolutely yeah. roasted by some pretty nasty people on social media, mm. but he scored two yeah, fantastic so tries. That, a lot of people don't score yeah. those tries. Yeah, like yeah. the way he managed to get yeah. the ball down for both of those tries, especially the first one, was, yeah. was amazing. And I, I like hats off to him. No. And sometimes... He played like, really well. Yeah. Um, uh, all the good coaches I've ever been with and in, in, in all the most of the teams that I've been with, we've, we've always said about the kicker that um, the kicks don't win the games. Yeah. Well, from a player's point you don't, of view. You shouldn't rely on kicks You shouldn't to win rely the on the kicks to win the games. Yeah. It's a pressure pump moment. The reason he's the kicker is because the rest of you are sitting in there and you couldn't do the job. So mm-hmm. um, you can't really point point fingers at the kicker. And I had a bit of a time uh, goal kicking when I was in Japan. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and how'd that go for you? Uh, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. But... Um, the amount of head noise that you have in that short space of time between <laughs> wow. standing back looking at the goalpost and running in and kicking, it's uh, it's the only thing I can liken it to is like golf now. Yeah. There's just so many different angles you can think about mm. and oh, so many different things you can function uh, uh, focus on and you know, mm. I, and that that kick from Omarovsky, that's probably the worst position in the field yeah. to kick the ball from. Sideline, you're expected to kick it, so you're pretty confident you give it a good whack and you're probably going to get it. Um, directly in front, well, it's hard to miss directly in front, but that one just to the side, everyone expects you to get it. It looks yeah. like an easy kick, mm, and yeah. that's, that's the one with the most pressure out of all of them. So, probably yeah. practice way more from the actual sideline than when yeah. it's sort of 80% of the way out or, or 60% of the way out, where it kind of doesn't look too hard, but it's that awkward angle. Yeah, it's really yeah. easy to, to overcome compensate I think he'd missed shaded one to the right mm. earlier so if he overcompensated plus it would have been really windy like yeah. it, this like for those that aren't in Sydney it's been yeah. really really Long windy ago, like yeah. the whole weekend so that would have bloody would have just, too. yeah it would have just been swirling around big ANZ stadium um, before we move on I wanted just to point out um, on the the Paul Momorowski stuff the Bulldogs put out a, like a really really great tweet after the game highlighting Paul Momorowski so just yeah. saying like you know um, footy uh, footy's a I can't remember what I said footy's like a cruel beast sometimes yeah. Paul you've got a great future ahead of you you'll come back mm. you know like thank you sort of stuff and I just thought it was a really cr- really really classy yeah. tweet um, yeah. from the Bulldogs social media cool. team so hats off yeah. even straight away on field all the Bulldogs players like they would have been yeah. absolutely jumping for joy yeah. internally but they still sort of got up around him and consoled him yeah. and said yeah. you know hard luck mate so um, can we talk about the uh, the Ghana Sinbin well, there were two in this game, and I, I think they were different, but we probably need to talk about both of them. Yeah, so I, I think that... I don't think the, the Ghana sin-binning was a, sin, was a sin-binnable offence. It was a, a penalty, but I think because of that, the refs are now were the victims of like the precedent that they'd set. So the, um, the one they gave to the Bulldogs, 
they had to give even though that was even less I think mm. it, was, it was yeah yeah I'm a bit confused about all that stuff yeah. how, the, how the referees work I think um, yeah I, I look at it I, I completely agree with mm. you I thought the, the second one was a it was a bit of a nothing, but, but they'll, they'll, what do you do? Yeah, I know. I mean, people you're are drawing... You're damned you're damned if you don't these yeah, days. People are obviously pointing to Sam Burgess or Matt Morlin a week before where he sort of properly collared him and Morlin's yeah. now missed a game with, with concussion and, and Burgess was neither sinbin nor suspended and yet these two both got sinbin and they've both been charged with great ones. I thought the Ghana one, like it was pretty, you know... It was tight to Sinbit him, but it was mm. probably consistent with what we've seen the last few mm. weeks, even though it was on the you know the softer end. But I can't I can't get around Chris Smith getting Sinbin for yeah. that. Like he yeah. almost it was almost simultaneous, and he sort of started to pull yeah. out as the contact was made. And mm. it shouldn't be matter who it was on, but it was big man on big man as well. There's just a lot of reasons for me. I, I think you're right. I think having already sent one for a similar thing, they kind of yeah. got to do. The well, other that one. was I think the, the on-field ref said. The other one was a sin bin. This one's pretty close. He's got to go. It's like, the that's, same kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. they're sort of stuck. Um, yeah. I mean, the, hopefully the Bulldogs challenge this one just so we get some clarity mm. around where the, the line is, which might sort of make things easier for everyone um, going forward rather than just taking the early plea. But we shall see. Uh, the middle Saturday game, the Eels at home to the Knights. Now, Newcastle, I think, absolutely had to win this one if they were going to make any sort of a run, whereas Eels are now basically short up, I think, a top six finish. They yeah. really have to fall off a cliff to, um, to to find themselves in an away final from here. Yeah, I think the um, the Knights, they're a little bit of a victim of uh, all the all their problems over the last how many have they lost now in a row six weeks six, uh, six in games. a row six mm. in a row I want to say six yeah um, yeah there were some moments in that game um, where they probably could have could have uh, could have won it but um, obviously yeah they just fell short which is uh, which is a, a common trend for the Knights at the moment and I think given their run in they've got the Cowboys Tigers Titans Penrith, you think that they could probably win them, but the way that they're going and the mm. is it is it the run that they're on or the momentum they're on? The I think there's a lot of questions being um, tossed around in their heads, and I think they're going to struggle to recover. Yeah, well, they'd have to win all of their games plus have results also go their way. Yeah. and when you're talking like that, when you start talking mathematical, yeah, mathematical possibilities, mm, you I tend think we to not see we, teams overcome yeah, that. We too can often. probably. Um, yeah, count them out, which is unfortunate. Do you think this this has just been a, a hangover? Like, I don't want to say it, but yeah, do you think Origin just really took a toll on, on Newcastle? I mean, they didn't have... You know, Piercy only played one, Sofidi yeah. only played two, and he didn't play big minutes. Clem's used to it, and he's been their best player since then anyway. like, I think, I think it's more a case of other teams working them out. Yeah. Mm. Working out that they're sort of lacking a second playmaker, putting a lot more pressure on Piercy. If you if you control their forward pack, um, it puts him under pressure and Piercy under pressure with no time or space um, is, is not the best player on the field. Yeah. And also they were they had some joy down the um down the Knights right hand side defence. Mm. Uh, well, left hand side defence. So um Yeah. They got they got a few yeah, there's just. I think they've just found out their weaknesses. Mm. What well, was the, is the Knights cover right up. side defence where Lenor was, or was Dylan Brown and Sean Lane, or are you talking about the other side as well? Yeah, yeah, no, that side. Yeah, yeah that side. Yeah, because yeah, you could see that, yeah, that they combination. Were, they, they, they pressed a few it, times, yeah. three or four times before they finally got through um, late in the game. Uh, what about Parramatta? Because they had so much 
possession in this one. They would have been, I think, disappointed to only, you know, be up, was it 8-2 at halftime? I think Mitch, Mitch Moses had a very rare off night with his uh, goal kicking. So even though they were up um, two tries to none, it was only a six-point advantage. And then obviously Knights came out, went bang-bang really quickly early in the second half. Suddenly they were behind. Uh, should they be more encouraged that they didn't drop their bundle like they might have in the past and, and found a way to win? Or should they be disappointed they weren't able to sort of press home more of an advantage? I think it's a bit of both. I think it's a bit of both. I mean, if you're getting into the finals, you can't can't switch off at halftime mm. um, and let the opposition straight back into the game like that. Um, but in saying that, having a huge weight of possession is always going to work in your favour in the finals. So you really need to um, um, you really need to focus on on how things went in the first half and know that regardless if you didn't get any points or not, you know it's going to work in your favour in the back end of the game and that's what you're going to keep working towards. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess on the on the Eels side of things, it's probably a little bit disappointing that they, they let them back into the game, but in saying that, they um, they maintain their composure and, and they finish the game off. But um, <coughs> with, their, with their games coming up, they got the Titans, the Dogs, the Broncos and Manly. The only one I really see them struggling with or being a really, really tight contest is probably Manly. I mean, the Broncos... They should account for the Broncos. They really. should account for the Broncos. They've, the Broncos have got an awesome forward pack, and if the forward pack is on, then the whole team is mm. is, 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 um, is on. But um, they should be able to get on if, top if of If Parramatta want to be taken seriously, yeah. then mm. that should be an easy game for them. They've yeah. got a reasonable record up at Suncorp, and they absolutely torched the Broncos yeah. at Bankwest mm. earlier in the season, yeah. so they probably won't have too many fears. So, so realistically for the Eels, they can really have a springboard into the finals here yeah. um, looking at their run-in. Mm-hmm. I don't think they'll finish in the top four, but it's actually still on the table just with yeah. that, that run-in and the, the form they're in. Yeah, we were talking about this off-air. Um, now that the, the Parramatta, they've, we can say they've secured their final spot, do you think that's going to make them sort of get, get a bit complacent? Um, I, don't think it'll, I don't think they'll become complacent, but I do see a huge opportunity for them to really solidify their game, really work on some parts of their game, um, particularly starting off with the Titans in the next game. That should be a given that they're going to win. Um, there'll be alarm bells there if, mm. if it even turns out to be a tight game. But they can really build upon that and then go into the Dogs and Broncos, which is going to be a tough forward, forward encounter. But if they can handle the Broncos forwards, then they should get on top of them. And then you come, ac- come across Manly, and Manly's they're pretty good across the park, doing mm-hmm. the little things right at the moment. So that'll be a good test for them too. And then, bang, run into the finals. Well, I hope so because I'm, I'm no Parramatta fan, but it is amazing when Parramatta are doing well, how it transforms Sydney, uh, yeah. like Western. The swell out there. It's just, it? it's, it's for like right around the hills, drifting, wrapping like all the way back around to, to Parramatta and, and beyond. It, it The community comes alive. It's a really great mm. feel. So I hope so. For you know, for Western Sydney's sake. <laughs> um, one thing I wanted to touch on before we moved on: there's been a bit of consternation on social media about the responses from a couple of Newcastle players immediately following the game uh, and their contrasting behaviour. One of which was Kalen Ponga, sort of looking like he wasn't too phased and having a laugh and a cuddle and a joke with some of the, the Eels players, and you know the accusation being that he, he doesn't care enough. And the other one was David Clemmer, who looked like he was about to have a <laughs> full-on confrontation with Manu Mau right at the end there and I wouldn't want to be in the middle of that one and then he <laughs> sort of
sort of stormed off the field. Look, he wasn't even prepared to shake hands, and he wanted to give someone a spray, and looked looked really, really, really filthy. And they were sort of opposite ends of the spectrum. Um, Wingy, I'll go to you. Is that just kind of players respond differently, or uh, players respond differently? I think the younger generation now are um, a bit more, a bit they take it to heart a lot mm. less. But I remember for myself, I used to. I used to get upset if um, if I'd look around and see uh, guys on the field not really mm. looking like they cared whether they won or lost. I mean, fair enough. You go out on the field, you do your best, um, you leave it all out on the field. That's great. Um, you're entitled to finish the game, have a chat to your mates, have a beer afterwards and let your hair down. But um, in terms of joking around and that, I, that, that always sort of rubbed me the wrong way. But different personalities out there sort of deal with things different mm. different ways like some people will say look I left everything out on the fields and when I, when the whist, final whistle is blown it's done it's just a game I move on and I start focusing on the next week mm. I don't get too caught I, I don't get too hung up on things and that's fine um, but for me I was I would probably go into a little bit of a dark hole for <laughs> a few hours after a game yeah. after an important loss at any, in any case get over over and done with and then focus on the next week and the addendum to the, the Clemmer stuff, if anyone's still thinking he's a, a bad sport, Clint Gutherson put up a post on social media just saying that Clem came into the parish sheds afterwards and shook everyone's hand and sort of said good yeah. game and all the rest of it. So uh, good to know there's plenty of uh, sportsmanship still alive and well. I guess Ponga, before we move on, if, if anyone's accusing him of not trying hard enough, that huge try-saver body on the line for, yeah. for Clint Gutherson. We were talking off-air about whether or not it's a, yeah. a shoulder charge. He's obviously not been charged with anything. Do we think that's... You know, fullback should be able to do that, right? Yeah, it's it's just look, it's body on the line. You got to do mm. whatever you can to mm. try and stop the try. Um, I noticed in the in the co- the bunker commentary, they specifically said the arm is away from the body, so therefore it can't be a shoulder charge. Yeah, which look, I, I found kind of confusing. Yeah, like, to I, I think all that's rubbish. Yeah, and I reckon mm. a fullback should be able to do a, whatever he can to try and stop that. Um, mm to try and stop that try. Either way, um, it was a great tackle. It was yeah. a great defensive play. It great was, defensive yeah. play, um, body on the line stuff, and that's what you want to see from your fullback. I agree. Um, the earlier Saturday game, um, a little bit of touch footy about this one, a lot of tries scored. I'm not sure either coach would be too impressed with the uh, defensive efforts shown. It was probably the first game this year was pretty much a, a dead rubber in terms of the, um, the finals equation as well. Um, <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I think that that probably says it, says it all, right? It was a dead rubber. I don't think uh, any of the teams really had any interest, and I don't think any of the fans had any interest. That sort of shows in the crowd. Like a, a 2 p.m. game on a beautiful winter's afternoon at Cogra, even though the scissor across the road is now closed, you should expect <laughs> a really decent crowd. And there was, you know, I think... 6,000. Yeah, well, that's, that's the announced crowd, and it and I'm sure that's a correct number. <laughs> um, yeah, like, what do you say? Like, I, I think both... I think the Titans... I was... Um, way more impressed with the Titans in this game than I was with the Dragons. I think the, the Titans played a lot better than they have in recent weeks. They actually scored some decent points. They had some some fast finishes and stuff like that. The Dragons were pretty soft. Um, mm. And, yeah, they scored a lot of points, but mm. they also lit in a lot of points. And I, you know, I, I what else do you say about it? it was a, I, I think the good thing that came out of this was that there were a lot of tries scored. Yeah. <laughs> 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 On both sides. So yeah. it's a good thing. But, look, for... These teams that are left that have got no chance of making the finals, what they all play for now is trying to upset another team's season. Mm. Um, they're looking to try and take a scalp in the sense of completely derailing 
an opposition team's uh, finals hopes. I think we looked at it before. There's probably six teams competing for um, two spots in the finals there. So these guys, they've actually got something to play for. Um, Obviously, when you're at the uh, bottom end of the table, there's going to be a big personnel reassessment at the end of the year. So you're effectively auditioning for a... um, for a job the following year, um, regardless of whether you're on contract or not, and um, and you do have something to play for in the sense that you know you can really get in there and ruffle a few fre- feathers up. Mm, you probably should make mention before we move on of uh, 400 top flight appearances for James yeah. Graham as well. Bagged a bunch over in the Super League before coming out here, and he's up to, to 400 first grade appearances overall. Which is yeah, that's incredible. And regardless of um, the competition over there, 400 top 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 grade games. Um, that's a, that's a that's a really mean feat, and mm. it's amazing that he's still in one piece. Yeah, perfectly honest. The spot, especially the way he plays. especially the way that he plays. Hundred yeah. um, percent. Runs straight up, gets bashed, bashes people. Um, yeah, I wonder how many he's mm. going to end up on. <laughs> he's not that big for a prop either. Like no. he's no sort of Jesse Bromwich, David Clemmer sort of physique or you know Tamo yeah. those sort of guys on, on James Graham what was the deal with him the, that final conversion attempt <laughs> by Gareth Widdop, that where he placed the ball down what I, I don't get it do, you, do we know what he was doing that for is that so like, uh, yeah, yeah if, do, you, do you guys like, know like uh, what the deal with that was well, I mean that's how they sort of do it in the, the NFL right there's sort of someone holds the, yeah, the ball yeah. and the other the kicker comes was in it just because it would be funny I think so yeah I don't know if it was like a Snoopy <laughs> reference you know they've yeah, always got yeah. the old gag <laughs> Um, that's James Graham, right? Yeah, right? Something a bit different. I think the crowd sort of cheered when he ran in, thinking he was going to try and slot it from the sideline. Yeah. <laughs> he sort of placed the placed the ball, but a nice little touch. Um, anyway, Friday footy finished up with a um, pretty entertaining game uh, in the wash up uh, out at Panthers Stadium with uh, the baby Panthers, as it were, upsetting mm. Cronulla. A few debutants in that game, and yeah. they all stood up. I was uh, I was actually impressed with Nathan Cleary's game. Yeah. Um, without James Maloney there, he really stood up and took control of the game. Took the ball to the line, set up a few tries, scored scored one one himself. Yeah. Uh, really good, impressive performance. I thought the the Panthers dominated for what was it, sixty minutes? Thereabouts. Um, yeah. And then yeah. and then you know they had a couple of things go against them, and the Sharks had a bit of a flurry where they got a few tries back. But I thought the scoreline flattered the Sharks. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it was good signs from the Panthers. Yeah, it, it almost looked like the last 20 minutes the Sharks just woke up. So, yeah. Something happened to them. Because I thought before that they looked – when you compare the game last week against South where they were really, really impressive, like fast and aggressive, the first 60, mm, they just didn't seem to have that. And then, yeah, the, the 60th minute passed and then it's like someone all gave them a, a, a coffee or something and they just went – they went a bit crazy. It was – which is really, really worrying for the Sharks, mm. seeing uh, as though we're coming up to the finals. You can't be doing that at this time of year. But in saying that, they're, um, they're like for me, I don't think that the Sharks really deserve to be in the finals with the way that they've been playing. But Hot take. Um, <laughs> they, but they've got um, they've got a pretty good run in. Yeah. So I think they'll I think they'll be there. I think they'll be there. We keep but, saying that they're going to go on a run, and they, every time they're yeah. going to do it, they, they don't. They but I still don't. feel like they have a better team than the other 
five that are going for those last two final spots. Yeah, I think it's just not coming together. I don't know what it is. You know, for for example, if your Eels in sixth and there's six teams that could finish below you, I think you'd probably rather have a home final against Penrith or Brisbane than than you would yeah. against Cronulla. I just think that they're probably the ones that the the top six would be a little bit more worried about facing in a, a finals game, particularly a sudden death in in week one. Well, the Sharks have got the Dragons, Warriors, Canberra, and the Tigers. So. There are a chance of winning all of those. I think that the Canberra game is going to be the tough one, but mm. um, three yeah, could get them in though. If they win the other three, it's yeah, probably going to absolutely. Finals. And they've got the personnel that can really do some damage in the in, yeah. in, in the finals. But I just haven't seen them pull it all together for for a whole game convincingly, convincingly just yet. Yeah. And from my mind, they're starting to run out of time. To, they're running out of games to uh, to show that they can do it. Mm. They, um, the, the Panthers were you know, fading a little bit at the end, which is probably to be expected with uh, so many debutants. But it was such great scenes there. We just I don't know how many coaches they needed to ship everyone in from Dubbo for that game. From what sure the kids make their debut. Apparently, that Spencer Lenu um, wanted three hundred tickets. And he, could only, he, could only, he could only get one hundred and twenty. But um, I think really, yeah, wow. a lot of family and friends. Uh, you saw uh, Matt Burton being interviewed um, on Channel Nine after the game. There was just a whole horde of his mates yelling "Birdo, Birdo" from the, the sidelines. So, um, like, those sort of little moments are you know just what yeah. footy's all about, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. Good things to see. Um, one other one uh, odd point I wanted to talk about for this game was the the short kickoff by the Sharks to start the game. I love a short kickoff, mm. and I think it's a, com- a really underutilized play. Why don't we see teams using that more often? Other than like only when it's entirely predictable, where a try down with five minutes to go, short kickoffs you know coming. It's coming. Yeah, if it's a surprise tactic, yeah, I think I, I love it as a play. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean the the Walker brothers who who coach Ipswich, Shane and Ben, mm. um, have said this heaps of times. But why, when you can have a contest for possession, do you just give it over to your opponents when you're fifty fifty, if not almost maybe a little bit better of, of getting the ball back? Why do you just give it up when the the risk is like a couple of tackles worth of field position? Yeah, although the flip side of that is if if you don't put it on the money. <laughs> and they catch it, yeah. Then you could be finishing the set with a bomb on your try line. But yeah. I, I reckon we're dis- a- we're discounting the mental fatigue you can yeah. you can instill upon your opponent if you know every single time there's a kickoff you're going to have to work for possession rather than just sit back and catch it. Even that going like mm. that that's going to grind mm. on on your, your opposition across the whole game. Well, sp- particularly if you've got like a big winger like Tupo or something or one of those guys yeah. um, screaming down on it. It was um, that that would be that'd be pretty tough, but. I guess as a as a complementary to that, I see more um, just as much value, if not more value, in scrums. I don't know why teams don't attack off scrums mm-hmm. a lot more. There's so many things that you could do off a scrum. You could just take three or four rugby union plays yeah. off a scrum and still, you know, be a million times better than what we're the doing. The modern day king of the scrum, the set scrum play was Tim Sheens. Yeah, oh, I remember those days. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he he was a really lateral thinker. Yeah. He was, um, and and you'd have to back yourself and have the skill yeah. to be able to do it. I mm. think the, the problem is the, the with the like the, all the cool stuff you can do with scrums. No one's like, officiating wise. No one's prepared to to do to do anything when a scrum happens. Yeah. Um. For it to really work, and I, I use the example of a lot of times teams will trap the ball before yeah. it comes out yeah. to either. Um, try and draw a penalty for the opposition team breaking early yeah. and they always break early but they never get a penalty like a penalty is never called yeah. and I think everyone just wants the scrum to happen and then move mm. on because I think they make people yeah. nervous because yeah. like, no one really knows what the rules are around a scrum yeah, anymore yeah, yeah, yeah. get it in get it out yeah. don't contest mm. it let's just move on 
Mm. I want to see some, like often you see a scrum if it's sort of getting close to the sideline, the attacking team will put everyone on on one on the yeah. open side and not have anyone down the short side. And the defensive team kind of starts to put someone there in case, you know, yeah. there's a winger at the back mm. of the scrum who runs the, the short side play. But I want to see a scrum in the middle of the field yeah. and the attackers still stack the entire yeah, yeah, side yeah, yeah, on yeah. one side <laughs> just to put the other team off and they're not sure what's going on. What about happen. the old school ones where everyone would line up single file behind the scrum? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know which way they're going to go. <laughs> Bring it back. Yeah. Oh, well. anyway, 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 yeah. <laughs> on. Um, Friday footy kicked off over in Auckland with the Warriors snapping a six-game home losing streak with a, an upset win over the Seagulls. Well, it was going to be a big runaway win for a while, but then <laughs> Warriors did as Warriors do. <laughs> Let Manly back in the game at the end there, but uh, good enough to hang on. Look, I, I really enjoyed seeing the Warriors stand up because yeah. when they want to have a crack there mm. they look like such a good team and they've got Where's such big been? players mm. and it always you can always see a team's intention by the way that they defend yeah. and right from the get go the Warriors defence they were all in they were pushing they were fighting hard for that that advantage line in defence mm. um, and it just set the platform for the rest of the game it was um, you know they should be pretty happy with that I I think mathematically they keep their finals hopes mm. alive. Mathematically, I think they're actually shot given their run in. But um, yeah, it was a good performance for, from them. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was good. Yeah. How, how much fun is it to watch the Warriors like race out to a lead? Yeah. Like it, it, all those mm. tries that were just so much fun, fast, yeah. really adventurous. Um, like especially the first one, it was just like an early kick yeah. for an all or nothing play to the corner, like pure Warriors. Yeah. And when it comes off, it's just... Oh, and, and when yeah. things are going their way, they're like the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah. They just yeah. do some yeah. amazing stuff. But I'm pretty sure you guys were in the same boat that I was, sitting there going, okay, when are they going to let them back <laughs> into the game? When are they going to let them back into the game? And they did. Yeah. And yeah. they did, but they, um, they held on. Yeah. That, uh, I guess the Adam Blair sin bin turned out to be a pretty yeah. crucial point in that you know manly storming a, a comeback particularly um, when you've got a guy like cherry evans as the half in the other yeah. team knowing that there's a player off and they're mm. you down a man so he's gonna start running plays and patterns to try and strip your defensive line which they did mm. and they found space have we got any commentary on the adam blair sin bin oh, yeah oh. where do you stand Pick a uh, side. Borderline. Probably, yeah. <laughs> probably just should have got sent off because he's Adam Blair. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Heading down the Fafita Maguire type <laughs> classification. Um, yeah, maybe a little bit. I don't. Yeah, you shouldn't open yourself up to it, I guess. But um, can we talk a little bit about Chanel Harris Tavita? Because I, I mean, I know why they they dropped him for Cody Nicarima when they bought Cody Nicarima but looking at the way he handled that game um, against Manly do we kind of feel like maybe he deserved to stay in first grade through the season? Um, I think he's really blossomed this year um, I think uh, I think it was a case of they bought they bought Nicarima when they hadn't seen enough of him just yet so it was mm. a little bit tough of him, uh, tough on him but um, he's a young guy he's um, and he's just he's taken on the chin and he's just improved and he's taken every opportunity that's come his way. I think he's playing with a bit more confidence yeah. in first grade now, just a bit more surety about his role. He is a little he is quite off the cuff and, and hard to plan around, but he's got such a good skill set and yeah. he and he puts his body on the line and he turns up and he tries hard. So I think there's um I think they can really work with him. 
think mm. he'll, he'll, he's going to keep he's going to keep improving. I think. You go back to the start of the year. Obviously, they they went with Adam Kieran over Chanel Harris Tavito. Just mm. apparently, he's sort of shown a bit more determination or, or discipline through the, the preseason. There was a few whispers coming out of New Zealand that um, Harris Tavito was just a bit too much flash and not enough substance. And geez, uh, when the Warriors say that about you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but potentially a bit of a feeling that he wasn't really going to be going to be up to it. But I think the way that he's handled himself, like it's mm. not just. You know, obviously, I think we all knew he had the skill set, but the, the the actual toughness. Like he belted Tom Travoyevich yeah, on his yeah, feet. How good was that? He's, he's putting his body on the line. He's um, he's not getting flustered in big moments. His goal kicking's been really good. Um, he's had quite a few clutch mm. plays in his his short career so far. Perhaps that's all um a byproduct of him being pushed out of the team. So yeah, maybe you, you, like knowing that you need to work on those things to force your way back in. Yeah. So. Uh, therefore, I say, it was. Was that the question? It was a good yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> was there a question? No, like, I, I guess for guys like him, he probably got to first grade just doing all that flashy stuff, and yeah. it worked through all the junior grades and the scorpion. Generally, kick we saw in the, the yeah, preseason. Yeah. Yeah. Generally, in the junior grades, yeah, yeah, it's not as, as it's not as controlled and not as structured as it is in first grade. So yeah. you come into first grade and you think, well, I'll just do what got me here, but um, sometimes it's. It doesn't. It doesn't all work like that, and you have to learn how to fit in with the team, and you have to learn how to do the little one percenters um, first and foremost. But I think he's uh, he's slowly pulling it all together. I think that's actually um, a symptom of what's wrong. Uh, what's wrong? What what the challenges are with the junior system in New Zealand is that it's all mm. it's all attack, 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 which is cool. Yeah. But at in the NRL, it comes unstuck pretty quickly. Yeah. Anyway, um, hopefully see a lot more of him in the years to come. I, I remember watching him in a, I think it was in a, in like a lower grade game, where he made a break and he dropped the ball behind. Oh, that's him. the scorpion yeah, kick. Was saying, oh, yeah, yeah, he dropped kicked it off his yeah, heel and yeah. he gathered. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Unbelievable, yeah. <laughs> yeah. unbelievable skills. Um, yeah, the round kicked off with um, one of the the best derbies in uh, <laughs> modern rugby league. Unfortunately. The, uh, the late 2019 instalment probably didn't quite live up to the billing that we've seen circa 2015 to 2018. Um, look, I want to leave the scrappiness of the game aside <laughs> and the fact that it was the local, well, the Queensland derby and yep. it lived up to the Queensland derby expectation. It mm. was one on the bell. Yep. Um, both teams were neck and neck. Um, both teams went at it. Both teams played with a lot of passion. Um, I really liked seeing... Davide Pengai Jr. stand up to Josh Maguire. Yeah, um, yeah. they had a bit of a bit of a, a bit of a tussle there, and and then the way that it ended. Um, yeah, I mean both teams, and it, I think it's uncanny that both teams are in a bit of a hole at the moment. Um, both teams have been struggling at, at at different stages through the year, but on this particular day, they went toe to toe and. And it was one on the bill again. Mm. It's uncanny the regularity with which we get these grandstand finishes in these yeah. games. Only mm. one or two in the last five or six years I can think of that have been sort of solved you know, a long way out. And the others all just see, like we had that. So Scott Bolton ran into the post <laughs> last year to <laughs> yeah. deny the kick. Yeah, There's been some crazy yeah. finishes in these uh, in these games. Yeah. Well, hats off to both of you guys for your wonderfully positive attitudes. Because <laughs> all my notes on this game are about how bad it was. And you know what? I'm not. Yeah, you're right. Let's not focus it was on that. Scrappy we'll, as hell. Yeah. They look yeah. terrible, and you think, oh. Like, how the hell yeah. the Broncos going to play finals and all that stuff? But I, yeah. put all that aside. Mm. Think of the yeah, you're right. The game. Fast finish, the close yeah. finish was it was exciting. I, I think yeah, in terms of the the Queensland derby, um, wasn't the best instalment of it. Mm. Um, but yeah, at least we got a tight finish. Yeah, I think I think it was a big, I think it was a big win for the for the Broncos in the sense that um, they have South in their run home. 
which will be their toughest game. But realistically, they could potentially win the others and finish off with a mm. finish off with an easy two points. Yeah, yeah, I was really from a, a Tigers fan's point of view. I was really relying on the Cowboys to, to yeah. come deliver the goods on this one, and no, they let me down. Yeah. I think yeah, Broncos are probably a big shout, big shout of scraping into the eight yeah. uh, from here, which is um, a, you know a good result over some of the troubles they've had this season. Should we talk a little bit about the uh, judiciary charge for Josh Maguire, who's um, probably it's one too many? Yeah, I, I think I'm really. I don't, what, what, what's he? What do you say? Like I'm kind of speechless about this. It's it's a deplorable act. Yeah. There's there's been um, he's been done done for it before this year twice. Twice, yeah, and we just had the um, the George Burgess incident not long ago as well, where everyone was up in arms about how horrible a thing to do it is, how, how horrible a thing it is to do, and he's gone and done it. It's it's disgusting. Yeah. yeah, I think this one was the most innocuous of everything we've seen this year. And if it was in isolation, he probably would have escaped sanction. But because he's had the the repeat of infringements, it's ended up costing him. Up, oh, gone games, gone grub. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's just a it's a it's, I think it's one a of the, look, through the it. yeah, it's just, it's a bit of a bad look. It's a, it's a cheap shot. It just mm. shows that you've got nothing left. It, it, it's it's it shows that the that you've lost. If if all you can think to do yeah. is to jam some jam your thumb in yeah. somebody's eye, it shows that you've got nothing. Yeah. So, it's grub play, grub play, rub it out. Any final thoughts before we wrap this? Uh, <sighs> so, what are we yet? thinking for the teams vying for positions seven and eight? It's fair to say that the guys above them are pretty safe and they'll be in the final. Yeah, I th- I'd be surprised if Parramatta even dropped below sixth from yeah. here, let alone. Yep. So if, the, we're, if we're to work from the bottom, we've got Newcastle, who have got the Cowboys, Tigers, um, Titans, and Penrith. Mm, I think Newcastle are gone. Newcastle are gone. Even if, like we said before, even if they win all those, they're still relying on other mm. results. It's, they have it's to win four, yeah. Can't Warriors. Warriors have got Roosters, Sharks, no, Rabbitohs, no, no. Uh, Canberra. Oh, Warriors are that is gone. a tough yeah, run. Warriors, Warriors are gone. Well, you know what, boys? The uh, Tiggers. Yeah. <laughs> the Tigers have got Manly, Newcastle, Dragons, and the Sharkies. So, realistically, Manly, they probably won't win. Newcastle, they can win. Not saying mm. they will, they can Dragons again, they can, yeah. um, and you know there's potential for that game, that Sharks game, to be the last round, winner take all. Whoever wins this is going to go into the finals at Leichhardt Oval, 2 p.m. Sunday afternoon. Yeah. And as I said at the top of the show, that probably means that they'll lose. <laughs> and then Cronulla, who are sitting just above them, have got the Dragons, Warriors, Raiders, and then the Tigers for the uh, mm. for the spot. So yeah, I think three out of four wins will get them into the finals, and I think they can win. Th- I mean, they probably can win four, like you said before. That the Canberra one's a tough one, but they've got the ability to win enough to play finals from there. And then we have the Broncos currently sitting in the eight with that crucial one point. Yeah. Um, they've got the Panthers, Rabbitohs, Eels, and the Bulldogs. So. I mean, two wins gets them to 25. Is that potentially going to be the cutoff? I don't know. I think that crucial one point in that yeah, draw that yeah. they had is, uh, is going to... It's either going to get them across the line or it's going to prove costly. Mm, mm. Yeah, well, three wins gets them to 27. That'll definitely get them into the finals, I think. Mm. So whether they can win three out of four from here is the, uh, the question. And Penrith, the boys with a little bit of... Uh, on a one-game winning streak, <laughs> <laughs> with a bit of with a bit of confidence, uh, they got the Broncos, Cowboys, Roosters, and Knights. We can Whoa. definitely win three of those. Yeah. I think they're yeah. probably in from here. Yeah, yeah. 
I well, mean, two wins might get them there. That win over Cronulla was massive. Yeah, mm. on, if, uh, on Friday night. So that means we could potentially be seeing <laughs> Parramatta six, Penrith seven, and That'd an elimination be... final at Bankwest. So that's it's, awesome. It's, it's re- it looks yeah. like it's Hopefully really it's between... better than last time the Eels and Panthers played at Bankwest. Yeah, that's true. So it looks like it's between Tigers, Cronulla, and Brisbane. I think that's fair. Yeah, I think uh, Warriors yeah. just too tough of a draw, and Knights just way too much to do. Yeah. Uh, well, business end of the season. Uh, we'll find out in the coming weeks if we're on the money. Yeah, bring it on. And we'll wrap it up there, boys. Thanks again for joining us. We'll be back again this time next week to uh, review round 22. See you then. Can't wait. Bring it on.